With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Let's do this right, shall we? See, this is going to be one hell of an intro. Gentlemen, gentlewoman, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. taking some time to rest, but tonight we're not going to focus on the ailment of my lovely co-host and awesome co-host, by the way. NXT. Holy fuck. From top to bottom, the black and gold brand, (coughs) without a shadow of a doubt, did an amazing job. Last night in Portland, I we got man the opening match: Donovan Dijkovic and Keith Lee. The pace, the story that it told—it was just—it was like a symphony. It was if Andrew Lloyd Webber was writing the music right in front of you. If. It was fucking sexy, man. It's like hearing a note at a concert when you listen to your favorite artist and you say to yourself, damn, you can't teach that. You really cannot. The very get-go, man, I decided, you know, to write this stuff down in order because if I did not, I would feel like I'm cheating you all because I want to read card from top to bottom because it says that NXT set a record attendance in Portland, you know, for that's the first time since the nineties that an event has been in Portland, Oregon. And um I must tell you Oh, even ESVM covered it, that's pretty cool. Um <coughs> Go that backwards, sir. But you know what? Okay. Uh, 
Oh, my goodness. Sorry, folks. It's not y'all worthy of that. Yeah. Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. That was a odd twist at the end, but I get what they're doing. Gargano versus Finn Balor. I just want to point out that it made sense, you know, for that to be a back-and-forth match and that Balor comes back and he took the flag, the flag there of NXT. He took the flag and Mario Ronello's own words and stabbed it right through the heart Johnny Gargano. I mean, that match was between Bauer and Gargano. It was it was fucking amazing. Sorry, I'm going to drop a lot of F-bombs here, but you are so used to my show. It's just my goodness, dude. Gargano hit not one, but two slingshot DDTs, one on the inside and one on the outside. Okay. And Johnny Takeover, yep. I don't think so. Now Bowers ten and one at Takeovers. He has a winning record, as Mara Ronello pointed out. That match was very good. It told a story, but in the end, Tim Bowler was victorious. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Again, that match. Every match, literally, without question, is there any doubt? Uh, how well this match went. Uh, Rhea Ripley was attacked by Charlotte Flair from behind. And then Charlotte then said, I will challenge you. Uh, challenge accepted, you know, whatever. I asked the Broserweights versus uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Tandem offense, as Mara Ranella puts it, <clears throat> with the Broserweights. There were some miscues when Riddle speared. Uh, Pete Dunn and Pete Dunn accidentally kicked Riddle in the face, but they ended up victorious over Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Before that match, it was even funnier because Riddle put on the screen a karaoke bar style thing with a fish going over the words, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Quite the Fucking tongue twister, but it was a it was an amazing match. I don't know what you call their finish, but they won the tag team championships as many teams do when they won the Dusty Tag Team Championship Tournament. So after that, we had Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole. I had to readjust myself, folks, because, well, if I take a look at this match that I watched, it was probably one of the most intense matches I've ever seen Adam Cole have. I mean, he's had a lot of intense matches to begin with ever since his two-year tenure in NXT. The story behind this is that, you know, Ciampa had to relinquish the title, and then there was an open tournament for said vacant NXT title. Adam Cole is, you know, he's not a favorite of mine, I'll tell you why. 
I don't follow trends. I do not. <laughs> and Adam Cole is a good wrestler, is a good worker. I'm not taking anything away from Adam. However, I like Ciampa better because he's more relatable to the people. Um, he's not one of the favorites in the fucking back office. I don't think Cole's been favorited because he has lost the championship to Gargano, but that was a long time ago. It might take forever. You never know for Adam Cole to lose the championship. I don't know when the time frame for that is, but what I do know is from observing every match, you know, either Undisputed Interferes, the gimmick where they have to have him cheat because it wouldn't be interesting. I don't mind that. Would I share the wealth, man? For those who like, which is majority of the sheep, Adam Cole eventually will lose that strap again, and we can sing "Oh Happy Day," or at least you know some people can. I mean, my goodness, dude. It just seems like there's been no change whatsoever when it comes to uh, who holds the title. But you know what? We're not going to discuss and gripe. But I could easily do that about WWE Raw tonight. The only thing that caught my attention was Randy Orton giving Matt Hardy the concerto over steel steps. And what else? Angel Garza and Lashley. That wasn't news noteworthy, but then the Messiah of Monday night gave a sermon, if you will. Even though he gave a sermon, the the authors of pain and him versus Kevin Owens. Little cast, you know, Viking Raiders. I had to cover some of WWE Raw tonight because Charlotte Flair did run a mouth. You know, say what's the difference between Raw and SmackDown Live and NXT? Raw will talk you to death and give you squash match central. Like I said, I'm not trying to bash entirely because we had a great NXT takeover, and that should be the main focus of Raw. Because after all, like I said, folks. Lady Lynn is not here tonight on the show with me, but she will be next Monday, pending all the um, <clears throat> climate change and whatnot. But anyway, take over Portland, my goodness. From each bell in the beginning to each bell. That started the next match It was like man I'm on the edge of my fucking seat I don't know what to do <clears throat> When Gargano turned I need to quit joking about predictions I said this a long time ago What if Gargano turned on Ciampa What if he turns on him What would be a new feud That's going to set up And I guarantee People are going to clamor to the idea That he's going to be an undisputed era all because of the betrayal. I don't think you guys get it, man. He's after a championship. 
people do strange things when it comes to their best friend succeeding. And, uh, well, Ciampa was succeeding in areas that Gargano was not. So they're giving the story, they're giving the gimmick that Gargano now just felt like, well, you made a comeback, and in the shortest amount of time, you're already in a championship match. I bet you, if anything, on Wednesday night, I did what I did for the sake of you guys, and you guys betrayed me. You guys hated me. I Like I said, this is just kind of fun to contemplate what's going to be the follow-up show because <clears throat> it's pre-recorded, and they're like, gasp, like you didn't fucking already know. It's probably going to be, you know, a backstage vignette or something to that extent. But it was so cool because after how many years of those two being best friends, and look look what happened. Someone took the cork out the wine bottle. It's all out in the open now. Gargano's back to hating Ciampa. The only difference is Ciampa's manipulating no one, and he's after one thing, and that's the NXT Championship, which is what most people are. You you think Velveteen Dream would have come to Ciampa's aid last night. That would have been nice, but then, you know, you get spoiled with the main roster shit. So, no interference for us. What a wild night, folks. I mean, NXT Portland takeover. There was not an empty seat in the house. And um, I know I haven't focused too much on the women's match between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. But, man, I was a bit shocked when Rhea went up to the top with Bianca. And then, wham! She hit her with the riptide off the middle turnbuckle, off the middle rope. And i got to say, folks, Rhea Ripley just continues to dominate. And, yeah, she, she was attacked by the queen. She's got to have an antagonist. And this is going to be great. So, anyways... As I was saying, the Broserweights, their match with Undisputed was unreal. There were plenty of times when you think, Jesus Christ, you hit the bitter end, that's gotta be it. But I snapped the fingers for fucking gimmick, that's awesome. There were so many moments, it's just so hard to cover all of them. In one fell swoop, but I'm going to try my best. See, folks, whenever you watch wrestling, especially WWE, there's that one side, actually two sides of the roster that either are going to disappoint you, make you upset, make you blog about it. Talk about it on your little podcast. Like, I, you know, okay, I'm not going to compare myself to other podcast hosts, but the kind of emotion that 
overwhelmed a lot of people from Portland is, well, we don't get to see a lot of professional wrestling. And NXT basically essentially was just testing the waters for Portland. And it was so flipping cool that you see that crowd and there's no tarp. Every butt was in those seats. You know, they got up for standing ovations. They were in shock. When certain things happen, like Gargano's heel turn, I mean, couldn't see that from a mile away, then so need to study a little bit harder. They just enjoy the show. Bad props, we love you too. There's just so much going on right now with NXT that I think, <clears throat> actually, I know from observing it and going from me going to the first takeover in Brooklyn and seeing the type of matches that really set the tone for the future black and gold trainees, alumni, whatever you want to call Sasha versus Bailey in the main event. All I can say is, wow, you know, those two set the bar high for every female competitor after that. You know, and since then, they started a trend. A trend of great wrestling. And Portland Takeover was a great example of that. The reason why I'm not covering uh, my negative cynicisms about WWE is because I figure, why not for a, you know, a brief time just be like, let's just take things simple, all right? If not, it's just going to be one hell of a ride on a podcast, right? And it's just like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I agree. Last night was such a euphoric high, you know, for a lot of NXT fans because is, was there a purpose, you know, for getting low ratings on a show? No. Most promoters would say, we need to do better than that. We need to do a better job of promoting. No. It was more than just Triple H just running that show. Especially seeing as how I could tell you from the audience's reaction and the way people were just like enamored with the entire show during the entire night makes one wonder how, you know, how cool and how special it was, how intimate each match was. Each match told a story. And that story meant a great deal to a lot of fans because there's always going to be that special place now that people remember the Royal Rumble. They remember NXT. NXT they've been around since 2013 
And like Charlotte said tonight, I remember training in a warehouse in Florida. So, I mean, NXT has come a long way. They've now acquired a competition of sorts. New Japan, Ring of Honor, unfortunately, AEW. Why do I say unfortunately? I could give a whole spiel, and I am going to give my whole spiel, because this show is about and anything and everything professional wrestling. I've said this multiple times before on pre, you know, previous shows. AEW is nothing. But, not a glorified version of WCW, but if you blend ECW, WCW, old AWA, and some of NWA, you get AEW. They are NXT's competition. Competition is healthy because, well, it just does. It causes healthy competition, but you know what? Um, the difference between AEW and NXT. One is structured, the other is not. One can keep consistent feuds with um, their, you know, their stories of the channel. Like, hey, Adam Cole Choppa, that feud was three and a half weeks in the making before Portland Takeover. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. Well, that happened because. Bianca Belair is probably the biggest challenge for Rhea Ripley right now. One of the many. Keith Lee, Donovan Dijakovic, the man, that man is a beast. So is Keith Lee. The chops that he did while he sat on the chair, everyone says that NXT, all they are is just an extension of the indie as well. I mean, they kind of are, sir. I mean, they are competing while you sit and complain and gripe about how you probably didn't get looked at because, well, that picture shows me very little, but okay. What I am saying is despite them having technical difficulties in some areas, man, NXT put together a show that would make audiences' jaws drop. Because now you turn to your competition and you say, Your turn. And I think that AEW's only attention now is coming from Nyla Rose because of all the homophobic comments <coughs> coming from fans, coming from former workers. We're not going to name names, but. What I'm going to tell you is people can win championships. It doesn't matter what fucking gender you are. And even though I have a disdain for AEW and I loathe their company because, yeah, it's something new. It's a shiny fucking new toy. But guess what? My bias is now 
towards the black and gold brand because why consistency is key, my friends. Consistency is everything in professional wrestling. And do you know why? Because if you don't have consistency in the company, if you don't pay your bills on time, if you don't promote enough, and it's how, how you serve your audience, what is my audience looking for? How can we help them? NXT, when they showed up um, at that pay-per-view, you want to talk about dramatics and stuff that happens at the beginning of the show, that's fine. But from experience of, you know, watching it live, man. Watching a takeover live is much different than watching it on the fucking pay-per-view replay on WWE Network because the sounds, the smells, the sights. That's what NXT does to someone. I instantly, you know, every time that I've watched replays, I go, man, it didn't do it justice. And their roster has improved from, you know, being the undisputed show to giving people like, okay, there's your look. Isn't that pretty cool? <clears throat> Ciampa versus Adam Cole. You want to talk about a perfect crescendo? That was it. Sure, she got... Show is not she. Sure, you know, certain things get cut short, man. But here's the thing. I'm reading some of your questions. That's Wrestle underscore radio, by the way. Bianca Belair came up short, but is that such a crime? I don't fucking think so. Um, you know, having Undisputed Era lose two more tag team championship belts, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. They're not going to hold those titles forever. Don't know if they're getting called up to main, man. I don't think that they're... And this is my take on it. Undisputed Era going up to the main roster. Some people have already said they're going to separate. Adam Cole's going to go solo. So is Kyle Fish and Bobby O'Reilly. I got Bobby... Bobby Fish... Kyle O'Reilly. Sorry, my bad, folks. My name dropping is not my name dropping skill is not doing the best. <clears throat> but yes, the Broserweights, they had won the Dusty Classic in a tournament they earned the right to be at this takeover in Portland and they won. So mad props to the tag team champions, the Broserweights. Congrats, yay! Now, all of us are wondering, when are you going to let Adam Cole loose? He's already done that, man. And I'm, I love repeating myself. <laughs> all right. Keith Lee versus Donovan Dikojovic. There's a lot of instances where I thought, you know, Keith Lee was going to get dropped on his head. Um, and that's never good because if you do that, that's unsafe. So thank you. Thank you, Pete Dunn. Is that what you're saying? Thank you, Pete Dunn. That's 
about the matches. But anyways, dude, you're more than welcome if you want to call in. You're more than fucking welcome. Or you just want to listen to the show? Okay. I mean, not that that's a bad idea. I was going to say thank you to a person that you barely know. I would just tweet at them, and if they don't respond, you know why. Anyways, folks, it's all the psychobabble. <clears throat> People are bound to lose tag team championships. People are bound to lose their world heavyweight championship from NXT. And, you know, I hope that that's going to be at the Mania takeover. I don't know. I love how NXT keeps you guessing and they keep you trying to uh, grasp, okay, they're going to go with this angle. They're going to go with that angle. Then you're sitting there during the match. Man, I can't believe that that match was not just full of emotion, but I, they told me a story, something that Maine does not do. For some of the, for some of the wrestlers that are mid-card, you can tell that some of the stuff that they do is very on the fly and also well, it's not I don't like that word telegraph no it's fairly obvious what you're trying to do yep <laughs> you did right it's fairly obvious but anyways folks <clears throat> from what I saw in Portland that crowd was absolutely off the chain wild. Trust me when I tell you this. The black and gold brand isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Just because they lost to you in TV ratings, that doesn't mean they're not going to put up a fight. I know there's a lot of people going to AEW uh, where I used to live in Kansas City because they got wind of it, you know, through Ticketmaster or whatever the fuck they sell tickets. I'm going to shift gears here, folks. You know, I've got a full hour to discuss with you all what I think of both AEW and NXT's latest takeover, what the plans are, what the dealio is, you know. I figure... I can go for a record of how long I can talk and how long I can talk in circles. Not really, so then whatever. <clears throat> so, I thought, you know, from watching this, they're going to start off the night with a very slow match. And it's not going to make the day, or it's not going to make the night go by any quicker. Well, when they started off with Keith Lee and Donovan Dicogen for the North American Championship, holy shit, I was wrong. This group actually listened to the fans and actually, you know, was like, man, if NXT is your cup of tea, believe me, you better sip some of that.
I'm not mistaken, you know, the matches that followed that was just one big crescendoing ripple after the other. And you know why? In a good way, each match told a story, each match put forth its best ever, and now we finally got our answer from Charlotte Flair. There were a lot of good payoffs. And by payoffs, I mean <coughs> Champa may not have uh, won Goldie back, but I think he owes uh, Mr. Gargano a visit. You know, I love it because this is very reminiscent of the Attitude Era. Not just the ad, but a brand that can actually say, we, as a brand, told a story tonight. It's been a while since I've seen Nitro. I mean, Dynamite. And then capture emotion because they're the new shiny toy, my friend. That's all I have to say on that matter. All right, folks. Seeing as how WWE Raw was a... Um, mixed bag again. I'm not going to really discuss the content of that show. Like I said, I don't want to get my negative cynicisms involved just yet. But um, about that time where you might want to put earmuffs around your children would be a great idea. And if they repeat what they hear or had heard from this show, I am not responsible for whatever punishment is relegated to your dumb child. Anyways, my name is Brian Rails. The podcast, Off the Rails Uncensored, is a copyrighted telecast that's coined March 7, 2016. Any further use or dissemination, likeness, the title thereof, Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45 per usage of Off the Rails Uncensored and using it will also create <clears throat> a class action lawsuit. All right, well, I cough up the lung, and no, I do not smoke cigarettes. Anyways, <clears throat> monkeys in the truck, hit my fucking music. Hit. <laughs> Cynicisms for 
someone in AEW. I'm happy, Nyla, that you won the championship. You know, it's representation for our community, but you need to focus on the bigger prize than worrying about some bigot being an asshole about your gender. Your champion, dear, act like it, please. I mean, that you've been a champion for a year or two. You should have been champion the very first go-around, you know, for AEWs. That's just my take on it, all right? Also, like I said, I save my cynicisms for later. And now is later, so I'm going to start off being positive and saying, damn, NXT must know what they're doing because... The stories that they told in each match, even the street fight, you know, the chain and the trash can lids and the tables and whatever her name is that they repackaged and retrained, interfered in the match and helped the Dakota Kai get the narrow, narrow victory. Sand dune fighting. That's pretty funny. Sorry, folks. I get sidetracked with some of the shit you said to me on Wrestle underscore radio. But if you want to ask any questions, feel free. Call in toll-free. The number is 213 Again, that's 213 My cynicisms, my criticisms, my negativity. So... I've been paying attention to the ratings and I've been paying attention to numbers because numbers and audience pool is the main thing you want when you're a professional wrestling company. And I'll say this before and I'll say it again. Portland was sold out because they haven't seen WWE in quite some time. Their matches were phenomenal. And they didn't have any issues whatsoever. I mean, I don't know if Trump was injured and whatnot, but I do know that what I've seen folks produced by NXT is that they're a brand that's not going anywhere anytime soon. People like to brag, well, it's better because, you know, the format's different. They actually have hardcore You know what hardcore matches do to your fucking career as a wrestler? They either make you a legend or they turn you into a cesspool of, holy fuck, I can't move, and it's the next day. What are we going to do? Oh, yeah. If you have new access to New Japan, which some of you don't, if you just had an eye for an eye match, Moxley versus Santana, then why is the eye patch removed from your eyeball when you work in Japan? It's called catching you. Not in a lie, but I mean, there are sensationalist claims that, you know, oh yeah, he ripped his eyeball out, blah, blah, blah. Every single fucking week, AEW has a specialty match. And after a while, fans that stick with you are the ones that 
are clinging to the idea that the company that you have in place is going to be staying for you know periods of extended amount of time. Well, that depends. Healthy competition is healthy competition. But when you've got so many things that are carbon copied from WCW way back, you know, during the Monday Night Wars, it's just it gets old, it gets redundant, and that's why I just like okay, I have the option of watching you and critiquing you and criticizing. I'm not going to because that's my friends on my newsfeed are fucking blowing it up like AEW is the greatest thing on earth. There's a guy who puts his hands in his pockets and he's the biggest hit. Orange Cassidy. Give it credit. You get the crowd pop. The crowd gets pretty loud. But you do realize they they were pointing out tarps on WWE and saying this is sold out. Well, if you look at the dude who filmed an AEW event and then said, look, an empty fucking arena. No, he didn't say that. But, I mean, you can clearly see that there were tarps over seats because no one knows who the fuck AEW is unless you're a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah, you got to acknowledge them. There's no doubt, man. There's no doubt that you have to acknowledge AEW as competition. But when they constantly, they, Cody, Dustin, Grid Jericho, when they constantly bash WWE and subtly jab at them saying, ha, you know, we got this guy, we got this guy, we got this gal, Britt Baker, excellent athlete, you know, all-around good person, but then why does she need to come out and apologize for her actions? Just why? AEW's format is very similar to WCW's. I mean, the less pyro, the same size ring. It doesn't have anything to do with a great night that NXT had. I will tell you all. So they lost, you know, six weeks in a row by a couple hundred thousand viewers and viewership. There's 700, you know, there's 900,000. That's great. You know, you put all your showcase in, in one event. That's just dandy. I mean, I don't know of any other company that would do that. I mean, if they were to go head-to-head on Mondays, they'd obliterate WWE. Having barely above 2.5 is considered success if you're trying to keep afloat. That's a nightmare because I look at NXT. They have a few factions going through NXT UK and NXT. I look at AEW. They have a gajillion factions, including the Dark Order, including the Nightmare the elites, whatever they call themselves with Cody, then you've got the inner circle. Which that group is probably going to grow exponentially because you've got Jake Hager, Cantina Ortiz. There are just some things, folks, about AEW that rub me the wrong way. The exposed chair shot, some of you thought it was a great idea because compelling TV. And back in my mind, I'm going, holy fuck, he brained him. <laughs> that was last year. 
this year, it's a whole different ballgame. Because now, Shayna Baszler got called up to the main roster. I bet you other people are going to get called up to the main roster, my man. But here's the thing. Jason from Louisville, Kentucky, just answering your question as best I can or just nodding to nod. Even though you can't really see my face on the fucking airwaves. NXT's Portland takeover basically sent a message saying, you really want to pin us up against the wall? Hmm? Because we'll come out swinging... That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say, dude. Actually, no, I have more to say. NXT and ratings may have lost by a couple hundred thousand, but there's always Raw replay. There's NXT replay. It's safe to say that NXT is the saving grace of WWE. Portland takeover, they broke an attendance record. And that's the thing, you know, you have to have attendance in order to flourish in professional. You have to have an audience, basically, essentially, and that's what NXT takeover Portland did. So the official NXT Yeah, the WWE average city is 9,235 So this would be interesting NXT drew 757,000 viewers. Dynamite garnered 817,000. Okay, whatever. The most viewed is the Bruiserweight which is plain. Okay. I'm just going to point this out. AEW claims that they have sellout crowds. Then why don't you pan the camera all the way around the arena and you know, and give us, you know, a very similar look to WWE's programming. I mean, not that difficult to see that people do pay attention to shows and how to plagiarize. And if you say you didn't take anything from them, <laughs> geez, I don't think Hunter cares that Cody smashed his chair with a sledgehammer. But what that basically did was Wake up a sleeping giant who had been not coasting. A man's probably an insomniac because, well, he's helping run his black and gold brand, plus doing all the other things to prepare for WrestleMania. Here's one other difference. You know, yes, there are restrictions in your contract for WWE superstars. However, that gives NXT an advantage because 
you go to an MMA event like Jake Hager, who's part still part of an MMA division. <clears throat> what if he gets hurt in the other sport or wherever he is? There's certain things that AEW's done that they didn't really think all the way through. Like when Jericho left the title belt on the limo, went into Texas Roadhouse and thought nothing of it. I mean, that event was pretty funny, and I'll keep bringing it up because I actually do like Chris Jericho, and I do like the fact that he's trying to vilify himself. You know, and feud with Moxley, that's going to be a damn good feud. But I can fool a lot of you because just because I complimented them does not mean that I fully intend to watch AEW. They remind me a lot of WCW. They remind me of uh, CZW, ECW, fucking mousetraps and a barbed wire piece wrapped around a fucking broom. So in other words, we want to impale our fingers, right? No. <laughs> also, the whole Myla Rose and another, you know, person that, uh, you know, I respect her because she won a championship. However, <clears throat> if we take the bait on Twitter and slam the critics, you're not Eminem, dear. You are Nyla Rose. So, with that being said, what else can I... Oh, yes. The tag team division in AEW. Where is it? The mid-card division does exist because there's a lot of people in that that group that look like mid-carders. feel sorry for Jungle Boy because, well, I don't know what else to say other than... That's kind of their version of Matt Riddle. EC3 is going to have fun, I guess, toying with MJF. It's just, to me, it feels like, why would you renew a contract on TV? They must be doing something right. Then I decided to give them a chance, and there's a lot of rope, and boy, did they ever hang us with it. Because you got to understand ever since, you know, NXT's Portland, their takeover compared to the other takeovers, does it rank up there with Brooklyn? Sure. Probably not as a big deal, but Portland takeover showed the world that there's so much great feedback that's going to come their way because of the matches they gave us. Keith Lee versus Donovan Dakojevic, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair, Adam Cole versus Maso Ciampa kind of had the psychology feel of Hogan versus not Goldberg. I think probably Hogan or not Hogan. Goldberg versus Sting back in 1997 or 8. It was a controversial finish at the end. No, not a sharpshooter. No, not no. <sighs> and what I gather in this entire psycho babble is 
NXT by far has set has raised their standards of or has raised the standards of professional wrestling in my humble opinion because look at the success their brand has given <clears throat> Triple H. Because the wrestlers folks are the ones that eventually chew okay tonight going out that curtain, blah blah blah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Discussion part doesn't do it for me. It's the part that like the backlist of the side moonsaults, the reverse dives. Not just the dives, although someone might take a dive. But anyways Portland was special and they proved to the competition that they are here to stay. Thank God because I have to watch a group full of guys that are very talented and they are very good athletes, some of them, not Jericho. Jericho, I mean, I take one look at him and think, holy shit, um, what have you done with Chris Jericho, man? Used to be, look, you know, the physique used to be there, and now it's just, okay, you're like Jack Nicholson's Joker and Batman 1989, you're sitting, but you're not looking so pretty. Like I said, there's just way too many comparisons for me to make of NXT and AEW. Yeah, they do have a lot of Japanese stars, but they need someone or something to light a fire under their ass and basically say, okay, we're sticking with this feud, we're sticking with that feud, we're sticking with that feud. What does that do? Does it create stagnant writing? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'll be the judge, man, of whether AEW can pass or fail, you know, just from an observer's point of view. Right now, they're just literally funking, and I mean funking. In order to have a good wrestling show, you're going to get a lot of good, you know, answers telling you, I like a wrestling show that doesn't do this too much. I like a wrestling show that gets straight to the fucking point. Like WWE's NXT did, man. The only person that ever got on the mic was Charlotte. I mean, even if so, it's because she had to make the statement of I accept, and she did. It was beautiful. I loved it. But uh, the uh, men's title match, I mean, even though Tommaso Ciampa the only dude that I was really cheering for. I didn't care that Undisputed came to the ringside. They always come to ringside. And I'm guessing one of you is going to say, well, I'm going to give you the I told you so. Look, man, I know i got 35 minutes left, and I've got to make this work as best I can. So here it is. In professional wrestling, oh, by the way, What's up, UK? What's up, United States of America, Canada, Latvia, Indonesia, Mexico City, Japan? For all of you listening right now to this psychobabble, Godspeed, I love you. If you'd like to become a professional wrestler, you can do so by calling Saraya Knight in her school in Scotland, I believe. Yep. 
But also, if you want to become a professional wrestler, make your dreams come true, invest in yourself, go to www.monsterfactory.org. That's www.monsterfactory.org. And you can't teach that. Bada boom. One of the realest guys in the room. How's it going? So anyways, I was saying, thank you, NXT. Thank you, Triple H. Thank you to a lot of people for giving us an actual fucking show that we could recall and say, man, I remember when I drove all the way to Houston. That was a nightmare and a half, but eh, you get what you can. And I'm thinking, it was well worth the, uh, not 10 and a half, but 12 and a half, almost 13 hour drive to go see a great performance at Royal Rumble. And I mean, I mean that from top to bottom, the card was great. From top to bottom, the card was great at NXT TakeOver. Please do the same thing at Mania 36. I've been to almost 10 WrestleManias, one that I can remember, 29 through, well, now. AEW, it seems like they don't really say much for the pay-per-view just because the continuation of Dynamite, and that's not abnormal. What I'm trying to say is their feuds do not last very long. Folks, I'm starting to fade. I'm really sorry, but uh, and it conclude, you know, the reprise, if you will, on Wednesday. I'm Brian Rills, reported for Wrestle Radio Network Live on Monday night. And uh, I hope you have a good rest of your night. I'm sorry, folks. I'm feeling a bit fatigued and a bit tired, and I don't want to pass out and storm. So that would be fucking embarrassing. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Folks, if you haven't watched NXT, you need to watch. All right. Doodles, bitches, I got to sleep. Dig it. Weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.